Brad Berg with The Beam here, and we're going to go into a series with uh, people that have been in recovery. And today we have Charlie. How are you doing today? Doing great. And if you could go into just a little bit on some of the stuff you've gone through. I know in the last couple of years for sure, but it probably goes way past that. Yeah. If you could talk about that a little bit. Well, I was addicted to methamphetamines for a number of years. Uh, I'm going to say close to 10 years. I didn't use the whole 10 years, but off and on it was it was pretty steady. So from 2010, well, I started back in 2000 seven I think but then I got in a little trouble and had to go away for a while and after that I uh I come out and I I just hit it hard hit the streets running as they say didn't let up at all I pretty much uh dove head first into it I guess what was your drug of choice at the time it was uh, a methamphetamine all I thought about all I cared about all I wanted well and I won't mention uh what town but I guess uh, visibility of it went down a little bit. I don't know if it's still there or not, but... Well, it has. It's gone down quite a bit now. A lot more than what uh, it used to be. It used to, it was everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. It would be something like you'd expect to see in parts of maybe St. Louis or something like that. Springfield, bigger cities. So what happened with you? Um, I know... You know, you went, hit rock bottom, I guess you would say. There was a, about a three to six month period where you really were trying to dig deep at that rock bottom. What happened where you all of a sudden had an aha moment? Well, <clears throat> honestly, I uh, I ended up back in jail again. And, you know, I believe that, I guess it's like this, God works in mysterious ways. You know, and even though... I shouldn't have been in jail at that time. There was other times in the past that I definitely should have been in jail. Did you just think to yourself, you know, enough is enough or I got to change something or? Oh, I definitely thought I had to change something. I I literally lost everything and everyone I cared about. My kids left. They were tired of being around me because of the drugs. Uh, my fiance left because I turned into a monster on drugs. Uh, the rest of my family, my mom didn't even want to be around me anymore. It was bad. I lost all my friends, my true friends, you know, and I just, I literally hit rock bottom. And then from there, I started really pushing people away. <laughs> well, now, when you did uh, have your uh, moment where you thought you had to change something, mm-hmm. is that when you came to God or was that later down the road? Explain that to everybody. You know, you got out and then what happens? Well, honestly, I knew that... Um, I knew that I needed to change. I knew that if I continued down that road, it was just going to end me back right in prison. And I made a promise to myself a long time ago that I would never go back to prison. And I also knew that there was only one thing and one thing alone that could truly not only set me free from my addiction, but keep me from bondage. And that was God. So the last time I went I got in, in, went to jail, I, I surrendered. I said, Lord, you know, it's... It's you or nothing now. I'm not, uh, I can't do this on my own. I can't quit on my own. I can't get rid of this anger on my own. I can't become a better person on my own. So I fully surrendered to God. I know you've been involved in a lot of things. Your help. Then you come to group meetings Mm -hmm. and uh, the veterans meetings you've been to too. And then you've been going to church. And I know 
you're pretty excited about your church. You wanted to mention something you guys have coming up, too. Yeah, we got, uh, it's Landmark Apocalyptic Church uh, here at the lake. We're having like a big Easter thing. So anybody that's... Uh, why don't you tell everybody where it's at so they can... It's at the uh, end times. Stone, Stonecrest Mall. It's bl- uh, below... You'll see the barbecue place uh, when you turn in from uh, right across the road from Hy-Vee. You'll see uh, the coffee shop there. And then go all the way over to the left side of it. When you see that road going down the hill and back around, the church is right there on the bottom. You can't miss it. What time is it? Do you know? Or um, I believe it starts at 2 o'clock. Okay. Yep, every Sunday at 2 o'clock. We also have services at Thursday at 7. And then like a men's special men's Bible group on um, Tuesday at uh, 7. Okay. Recommendations would you give? Because, you know, fentanyl, meth... You know, heroin, it's all so available now. What would you say to anybody that's dabbling in it or maybe somebody that's at that point where they're at rock bottom and might be listening right now? Honestly, the best advice I can give them is walk away from it. It's not worth it. There's nothing about that life that's that's ever worth it. You may think that it's it feels good at the time, but all it's, all it's doing is is lying to you. You know, it's it's not only lying to you, but it's making you push everyone you love away. And then one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be all alone. Nobody wants to be alone. No one. Some other advice I, I would I would love to give everyone is when you're truly ready to quit. And I'm not knocking rehabs or anything like that. But in my experience, the only way you can truly quit and walk away freely is to turn to God. Once you give not only your life over to God, you give that addiction to God God will take it away. Like There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm walking proof. Yeah, you've changed a little in the last half a year or <laughs> changed so. Changed a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Well, I appreciate you being on. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. That was a great interview with Charlie, and now we're here with Shara. Shara, would you introduce yourself and uh, go a little bit into your story? Well, my name is Shara Garner. Um, I live here at the Lake, o- Lake Ozark. I'm a licensed massage therapist. Um, I started my journey uh, to recovery in 2020, strangely, right before the pandemic. <laughs> I, um, I entered New Spring Wellness Center and did an, an NAD treatment. Um, and for those of you who don't know much about the NAD treatment, it is an, an IV infusion that... Um, actually goes in and repairs the neurotransmitters in the brain because we all know that alcohol substance drugs um, that it really affects the brain so the NAD repairs those neurotransmitters and kind of helps with withdrawals um, if you should have them it um, and it when you repair the brain it takes away the craving for the alcohol so um, you get glutathione which is a a strong uh, antioxidant. It flushes the liver. So it's kind of like a whole body reset, if you will. Um, I had eight days of treatment. So you're there hooked up to an IV. You know, I, th- I think they say it's like eight to 14 days, depending on what they're treating. And you're hooked up to an IV for six to eight hours a day. But, um, you know, b- before I decided to go into treatment, Um, I had a pretty bad alcohol problem that I just 
got to a point where every time I drank, I got blackout drunk. Um, you know, I would cry, I would get mad. You know, I just got to a point where I was no longer fun to be around and it was just getting worse and worse and worse and you know I couldn't go to dinner and have a glass of wine because I'd have to have two glasses of wine and then three and then where was I partying next and so I was a binge drinker you know I that's how I refer to 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 my alcoholism is um I would just binge those few days and then just you know feel really bad for a few more days and then back at it once you feel better again You've been sober now t- two years, was it? Yes, two oh. years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you go to ongoing meetings then, or is it more self-help, or what are you doing to continue on sobriety? Um, that's a good one. Um, I, I do turn inward. I, I like, um, you know, kind of the holistic healing, um, seeing the body as a whole. I don't go to meetings. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I, I, just, um, I just came to BEAM. Uh, I think it was last week and, and listen to my first a, you know, see how an AA meeting went. It does seem interesting how those, um, how those work and how those groups do help. Um, I would love to learn more about them and, you know, get more involved in that because, um, I do think it does help when you're on the road to recovery, you need people that you can surround yourself that, you know, love and support you, however you find it, you know. Yeah, and I find that uh, just all different groups, it can be mm-hmm. helpful. And, you know, we talked a little bit before the interview about being around healthy, positive people. You know, if you hang around the bar scene or go back to maybe some of the friends you had back at that time, it might not be a good environment to stay in. So you totally uh, have to change everything. And it sounds like you did that. I mean, you went way beyond the treatment aspect. If you want to talk a little bit about that too. Sure. Yeah. Um, about a year into my treatment, um, I decided, um, did a Reiki attunement. I took a Reiki class and did a Reiki attunement. Um, after that attunement, I really started clearing out a lot of my own emotions. A lot of that came to the surface. Um, You know, they say whatever's, it's on its way out. Whatever comes up is on its way out. Um, And then a year, about six months after my Reiki attunement, I quit my job. (laughs) I left my work environment. I decided that, you know, healing is kind of where I wanted to go. And so I took a sabbatical, which was um, phenomenal for me at the time in my recovery. And in that sabbatical, I, um, that year off, I learned more on the holistic healing. I really learned to, to, to silence the noise, if you will. A lot of people can do that, you know, that counseling and things and talk therapy helps a lot with that. Um, I decided to just be silent, be silent with myself. I, uh, I got off all social media, which can, you know, also, when you're on recovery, I decided to just cut out anything that might have a negative impact emotionally on me. So we all know that social media can do that. So I decided to just get off of all of that and just really quiet the mind and address those trapped emotions that I was bottling away, literally, with alcohol, you know, um, 
a big one for me. Um, I I got a lot worse in my drinking in about 2017. I, I lost w- the woman that was my mom in 16. And a year after that, I just, I really spiraled downhill. You know, I, I, I wasn't addressing that grief that I felt and I thought I was by, you know, drinking. But I realized it was just making the problem worse, causing the anxiety. You know, I thought I was drinking was making the anxiety go away, not realizing it's making it a thousand times worse, you know, that, you know, so I had to learn to, to, to address those emotions that were in there. You're exactly right. With alcohol, it puts a Band-Aid on it, and then it can cause more problems under that Band-Aid because you're intoxicated doing silly things. And then uh, once you wake up, that Band-Aid's off, and now you have all that other stuff you have to deal with. So I know exactly what you're speaking of. So Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what did I say? You seem very busy, for one but in a very good spot. And how do you keep yourself in that good spot? Um, that actually, I'm I'm so busy because I'm in a good spot. Like I said, my sabbatical, I took a year off. So I did not work for a year. I, you know, I worked on my space at home. I cleared my space. I cleared myself. I um, kept a very small circle of friends that I still have now that love and support me. And then after that year sabbatical, I, it literally was like, you know, people, when they talk about transformation, think of, a bu- I always think of like a butterfly. And that's literally what it was like. I, I closed off, hibernated, you know, focused on myself and myself only, no external, you know, stuff, crap, to affect my, what, what I was trying to process and, and learn and so now that I'm back in the work environment, it has really just taken me into a completely different aspect than I thought it would. You know, I went from couch, I would say couch potato, I wasn't really couch potato because I stayed busy, but also learning to quiet the mind. And now I'm just in such a good spot that I'm ready to take on that, that the busyness that I now feel. You know, some people, when they don't take the time to, focus on those emotions they stay busy because it's a avoidance you know you you, people stay busy in avoidance and I made sure during my sabbatical that that wasn't what I was doing you know I I made sure to stop if I needed a nap I took a nap if I needed two naps I took two naps you know whatever my body was telling me that I needed I did and now I came back fully recharged and, and, and really a completely different person than I was before, you know, and um, it's just a lot more powerful. Used to, if I went out or did anything, I had to have a drink to feel confident or to feel calm, you know, and now I, I, I feel like that the light is bright and I don't need that, you know, I, I can shine now in a completely different way than I ever have before. And I think you struck on something that's so important. Uh, Self-care is such a huge thing. And, you know, in what we do, um, speaking at the beam here, Mm -hmm. we're bad at that. And and it's so nice when we do take time for ourselves and just reflect on things. Because uh, 
you know, I have the beam and then I have the radio show and the book and another business and quite a few other things. And so taking that time to step back really helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. It's key. Um, it's key and not only recovery, but just, just life in general, you know, we have to take the time to slow down. Yeah. And like you said, almost recharge. Yeah. Yeah. You get drained down and take that time and recharge and then go back at it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So now are you pretty focused or are you just kind of letting life happen these days or how are you working that part of it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, your my career took a, a complete stop, you know, and I talked to a mentor of mine right before I decided to quit my job. And, um, I, you know, I look up to this woman and she's just great. I've always, um, I respect what she has to say. And I sat down and had a talk with her and she said, well, where do you, where do you want to be with your career in a year? And I, it just stopped me. I was like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I'm at the spa. I'm going to be at the spa. I'm going to be at the spa forever. I'm never going to leave. In that, in that moment, I stopped and was like, my career, hmm. you know, like where, because I thought I was at the height of my career. I was doing well. I was thriving, especially after my, my sobriety. I was transparent with my clients who were very respectful of the fact that you know, I decided to seek treatment and that I was in recovery and because you can't, it's not a secret, you know, you can't, you gotta, you gotta be open and you gotta be honest and you can't hide it, you know? And, and so during that time off, when I came back, it was like, and I said this before, I came back stronger than ever. I have more drive and more passion for what I do now than I've ever had before. And I didn't think that that was possible because I was at, you know, I was at the top of my career, what I thought was at the top of my career. But, um, you know, coming back, I've decided, you know, that, um, that, you know, the, the holistic healing and the Reiki is, you know, is my passion. Massage is my passion. I, I do, um, I am an esthetician. I am a nail tech. And if you've had any of my services, people always say there's just something about you that's different. And there is. It's the, it's the fact that I have, you know, I am Reiki attuned and I do do energy work. And um, that is what sets me aside from other therapists, other estheticians, other nail techs, is there's power in my touch. And it, in there's healing there. When you're a healer, um, it does it does set you aside from from other people, and um, so yeah, I just I have a more passion now than I ever did before. I think and that's so important. When you love what you do, it's not work. You know, it's it's just awesome. And I I try to explain that to people too, where they say, "How do you do it all?" It's because I love what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I I do. I just have a, a passion for it. I, I know that energy work, it does work. It's, it's worked on myself. I didn't know a whole lot about Reiki before my attunement. And um, when I went through the attunement, they, you know, you have to, it clears out all of your stuff. And I really saw what it could do for what was stuck inside those trapped emotions. They really came to the surface. You know, I was just blown away. Like it completely changed my life. 
you know, after the recovery, you know, after the, you're never after recovery, you're still in recovery, but after the sobriety, after the treatment, to have that attunement and to have that clearing of those, those trapped emotions, um, to, to, to be a healer and do the type of work that I do, you have to clear out your own crap, you know, you can't, you can't give somebody else the, somebody else's body the power to do what it needs to do when you're congested and clogged yourself, you know, so you have to do a lot of emotional work and, and, and do a lot of clearing yourself. And you mentioned again, uh, drinking, drugs also goes with behavioral health and traumas and things like that that you're trying to fix and it drives me a little nuts when people almost well she's an alcoholic or he does meth or you know whatever it is because what they're doing is self-medicating rather than therapy and I truly believe there's people that are addicted and there's people that are in denial because everybody's addicted to something whether it's food you know caffeine whatever it is there's something so and there's no way to stop or prevent trauma or mental health issues i mean it's something that just happens mm-hmm. so it's it needs to come out and be more understanding you know with some people sure yeah definitely definitely because you know uh, um, addiction usually starts with, as you know, in, in my case, in most cases that I've read or watched, that um, something traumatic happened to that addict, you know, whether in, you know, even in in utero, it, there's just so many things that can happen to a person that causes them to shut that, shut down, shut down emotionally, or numb themselves you know like I said in my in my um um, a lot of mine was grief you know I lost I lost a lot of people I was parentless before I was 30 my mom was an alcoholic you know my dad died of pancreatic cancer my other mother died of of breast cancer and those things just made me snowball out of control because I did not I compartmentalized I just pushed it away and pushed it away and pushed it away all those pains all those traumatic events I just you 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 bury them or you attempt to bury them you know and and they're there and you have you gotta you've gotta face them you've got to address the problem you know I was fortunate enough to do the NAD that helped my brain re- do the recovering in the physical aspect but you still gotta you still have to address the emotional aspect what's going on emotionally you know well, and that's so many people, I think, bury it and put up walls around what they're trying to bury, you know, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work, you know, soon the walls will fall down and everybody sees what you're trying to bury and it didn't work. So mm-hmm. you have to address it. And like you said, you have to deal with your stuff, fix it, and then you can, you know, come off and have a different energy and a positivity you know, knowing that you've dealt with it all. Sure, sure. Cause you know, you don't you don't try to be. But when you're you're an addict or when you're um you know in that bad me- mind frame, you're just you're really negative, and you don't realize how negative you're being. You know, I'd go to work, and after I went through treatment, the girls t- you know told me, "Wow, you're so so easy to talk to now," and like you don't bite our heads off. You're all snippy and you're all angry all the time. You know and 
I didn't realize I was that way, but they saw right away, right after treatment that, um, you know, I was just a completely different person, you know, just happier. And I could never imagine doing anything that would lower my frequency to where I felt like that again. I I don't ever want to, I don't want to even know what it would be like to go back to that, that low vibrating, you know, horrible feeling. I haven't drank since I was 28, but, uh, people say that to me, do you ever miss it? And it's like, no, you know, because, and I can't say that right after I stop maybe, but after I've seen people struggle over these decades and I've seen what it does to families and what it does to self and things like that, I would never want to ever touch a drink again. Yeah, no, no, it, 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 you know, it, it, I, th- I tried to believe that it wasn't affecting my child, but it was, you know, he, he, you can't hide that. You can't hide that you're hungover, that you're, you know, even still drunk the next day because you tied one on so hard. Um, they, they know, they see it, you know. And so um, my relationship with my child is, is, has honestly never, never been better. You know, we went through a few years where it was, it was pretty sketchy. You know, I, I, he never, never wanted or needed for anything, but I'm sure he, now he can see such a different person, you know, just not laying around hung over on my days off and have the blinds closed and, you know, just hiding from the world. I don't want to hide from the world anymore. You know, I want to let people know that there's help out there. There, you know, there's people like you guys, what you do here at Beam, it's just, you know, like I said before, just treat the body as a whole, mind, body, soul, you know, mind is a big one because your mind is control, you know, it's in control and... You, it's okay to feel those feelings. Let them come up and let them go out. You know, don't let them fester. Don't let them settle in. Don't let them wreak havoc on the body. Don't let them, because they will. Well, it's so true. I mean, it is all connected, and you, you can't fix part of it. Mm-mm. And even, you know, uh, well, maybe you don't know, but I'm also a pastor. And it goes back to even Christianity. If you... Uh, if you're a good Christian, but there's a little bit of you, you know, that's still doing that, that little bit just festers. Mm-hmm. And that's where the devil will attack and bring it back, you sure. know. Yeah. And uh, you, it's all connected. And you can't fix one part and leave the other part because it'll catch up with you. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Now, if you want to, and this is up to you, but if you want to share your information so people can reach out to you and learn more about Reiki and learn more, uh, maybe massage, things like that, feel free to share. Sure, sure. Um, I have a business I run out of my home. Uh, That's where I like to keep my energy work, my Reiki work. I like to keep that space sacred. So that is Nurture Your Soul. And um, like I said, that's out of my home. You can contact me at 573-286-6835. I'm also at Natalie Case, so you can find me there. Reiki is hard to understand, and I the only way to explain it is it works. Um, and, and I know how well it works in recovery, especially because it worked for me. You know, it, it really helped save my life. Um, energy work is, is very important. Healing the body as a whole 
Well, I want to thank you again for being on here. Until next time, that's what we have here on The Beam.